I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. All right, we're so excited to get started on this uh, next podcast. This is today, we are going to talk about something that. Um, means a lot to a lot of people, and especially those who probably are following us. We've always said that we're a faith-based program, and in the past we've talked about balance and the importance of balance, and today's focus on balance in our life is in, when it comes to our relationship with divinity or with God. Whether you're someone who right now feels far from God and is maybe questioning even his existence, or if you're someone who has felt his hand really recently in your life and feel full of faith and hope around this subject, all of us are going to go up and down and all around in that relationship with our Heavenly Father, with with God, with divinity, whatever form of it that we feel like is true and that we have devoted ourselves to. So our hope today is that we can share some things that will help you feel more hopeful about your balance with your relationship with divinity, with God. Um, We'll share some personal stories and insights. Um, Our goal is not to change anyone's faith or convince them of our own, but like we do with all of our clients we work with, is we want to support people where they're at in their faith and help them in any way they want to grow that faith. So uh, we know personally, the two of us, between Shauna and I, that faith in God is a if not, it's the most important thing we have in our lives and the guides and directs us. So we're excited to talk about this today. Shauna, as we start with that introduction, what comes to your mind and your heart about this subject and your your own feelings about having a balanced relationship with, with God? Yeah, even just listening to you talk, I can't help but reflect back on the different times. I appreciate you giving voice to it's okay wherever you're at in your relationship with him. And I guess it just made me think back on times that I've been angry at him or upset or questioned him. And it's when I honestly do that, that then I'm able to move through that relationship with him. It's only when I become and tell the truth of my feelings towards him and let him have it or let him really understand open my heart to him, the ugly parts, that he's been able to just heal in the most powerful ways. Yeah, and one of the biggest confusions that all of us run into, I think, is because God's asked us to be our best self and given us commandments. Sometimes there's confusion around the God that wants us to be our best and obey as much as we can and the God who can be with us in our mess, Mm -hmm. right? And what's cool is God is both. Yeah. And they're not different. You know, just like a parent of an imperfect parent here on this earth is willing to be with their kids in their hard things and their messes. And they want their kids to come to them when they're struggling. That same parent hopes and wants that kid to make good decisions and be obedient to rules and laws that are going to let that kid grow. Yeah, which thank goodness he's both of those because you'd have to have both. Absolutely. He's both. I, well, another thing that came to my mind while you were talking is something from our very first uh, lesson or topic that we cover about identity when we talk about worth and truth and feelings and all that. And I'd say this applies to the relationship with God. Feelings don't always dictate truth when it comes to God. 
Because like you said, there's times where we do not feel him Uh or we even feel angry towards him or we feel he's angry at us. And I, I have found through the years in my background, I was in religious education for over a decade and even being a, you know, a member of an active member of a church in this, I call it emotional spirituality. In other words, my spiritual relationship with God is based purely and only on the feelings I have. And you know why a lot of us, I think, do that? Because there is a lot of feeling that comes with faith. You know, we feel joy and peace and different things. And that's how God will speak to us a lot of times too. But then the problem is if I don't feel peace or joy and I've been doing the best I can, if I'm not careful, I may think, well, God's not real because I don't feel good. So that gets back to one of the things we said at the beginning is feelings don't dictate truth. Use truth to experience your feelings, Yeah. especially when it comes to God. I think faith is like courage. You can't have faith unless you're not sure of something. Like you can't have courage unless you're afraid. Yeah. I mean, I just have worked with so many youth either at church or at work through coaching with them. And just this piece of their relationship with God, once you give somebody some space to work through all of that, um, there's a softening, I feel like, that happens when there's some permission there to uh, to be able to look at that. And So you know what I think we ought to do today to make this valuable? There's going to be two pieces today to this part. One... It's mostly parents that are listening to our podcast. So I want to make sure we spend some time on a parent's individual relationship with divinity. And then the second piece is going to be how to approach your child about their spirituality in a way that they actually want to talk about it and be with it. Because for faithful parents, parents that believe in God, one of the biggest mistakes I see all the time is it's such a big eternal deal that if our kids are not on board, we freak out, our fear kicks in, the thoughts of hell kick in and all this. And now all of a sudden we are approaching our kid from a place of fear. And that's the worst thing to do. Uh, We've talked about this before, but I'll repeat this a hundred times. When it comes, especially with moms working with adult sons, it's catching a butterfly. If you want to catch a butterfly, you have to hold still. If you chase the butterfly, they run away. I would say it's very true also about God, spirituality, religion, and all that when it comes to working with an adult kid. If you want the kid to be with you at all on this, you have to, like the scripture says actually, peace be still and know that I am God. You have to hold still on this subject and the kids will come to you because if you start chasing them on this, they will run away. Yes. And for me, that has been one of the hardest, hardest things to get. Like I can get it cognitively. And then there's moments that I actually can get it and and do that and hold still. Then there's other times I'm chasing. My intentions are really good. Um, But it is everything that you just said Mm -hmm. will be what is in play. And have you seen your kids run away when you're in that space? Yeah. And then I'm like two different people sometimes when I'm not, when I'm the chaser, I think we used the mosquito in the tree last time. Uh, I remember, right? But yeah, when I'm the chaser, you can feel it and there's zero connection. Zero. I miss out on connection with my kid as, as well. And I'm not connected to God when no. I'm chasing. I asked a mom something the other day. Well, well, I need to, I need to say this now. So, because 
okay, let's do this one first. How to create a space that your kid actually wants to be in. All right. I asked a mom this question the other day. It was really interesting to watch her reaction. She was obviously worried about her kid. And I asked her, I said, does God worry about your kid as much as you do? And what do you think her response was? I'm sure she was just thinking for a moment. <laughs> it was hilarious. She goes, no. Well, yeah, yes, I, I, well, he should, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting to watch his mom struggle with, with worry, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, I have good intentions. And I think a lot of parents who are worried about their kids' connection with God or spirituality that worry feels justified, but I want to just let that question sit with everybody. Does God worry? I would say no. And I agree with you. I don't think he worries. So why doesn't he worry? Isn't there a lot to worry about? (laughs) He knows everything. He Uh trusts us. He does. And that would make a difference for us, right? If we knew everything, Mm -hmm. the beginning from the end, it would probably help, right? And he knows that. You know, one realization I've had, if if you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus Christ and his atonement, I had a realization one day where this question popped into my mind, how much does Heavenly Father rely on Christ's atonement when it comes to all his other kids? When you think about all the pain and all the hurt and all the things we worry about, well, when you really understand the atonement, it covers all that. It heals all that. It can help anybody get through anything. And God knows that. And he knows that. He knows it 100%. He knows so it 100%. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. So, as a, so if I'm a parent and I have these similar faiths and beliefs and these things, then I need to let those, like we said earlier, I need to, that's where I need to let the truth of that help me experience my feelings instead of letting my feelings override all that truth. Yeah. And I think we talked about this. I don't remember which podcast it was about whose kid is it really? And the reminder of that. So something that I do, and maybe this could be helpful for some of you, um, is I will actually stop for a second and do this either in my mind or if I'm just worrying and my kid's not in the room with me, I will say it out loud. But I will just point, you know, put my hand on my on my chest and just say, this is me. That's you. Right. I'm protected. He's protected. God's got me. God's got him. And just doing that kind of shifts me enough to stop being the chaser. Good. You know what you're doing there is you're identifying thinking errors and replacing them with truth. Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay. And that's something that obviously we'll look at. But that's the and that's where. That's fear is fed by thinking errors. Yes. Yes, it is. Right? That's what Mm -hmm. feeds fear. That's what feeds doubt. And fear is the source of all worry. And worry is the source of all ineffective parenting strategies. (laughs) Yes. It is the core of all ineffective parenting strategies is worry. And that comes from fear, which comes from lack of truth or lies. So we go, if we go back to the beginning of all this, you can, like you just did, is you just, if you can get yourself back to the core of truth and know what your truths are. And just a couple more tips that I've seen, because for years I had all these parents that would come to me and they're like, my kid comes home from the religion class and they're so excited about it, but they won't ever talk about it at home. They don't like it at church. They're like, what are you doing? They'd always ask me that. What are you doing? And one of the truths I learned was, Um, I didn't need the kid to know that it was true for me to still know that it was true. 
Mm. Remember how we've talked about love them, but don't love what they think. This is key with young adults and, and our kids is we really worry a lot about what they think and what they need. And honestly, it's, it can't be that way. Your faith and your connection with God needs to be strong enough and clear enough that the kid sees they don't need, that you don't need for them to agree. Because mm-hmm. well, then they feel like they have to learn to manage you. That's, ex- that's yeah. You just nailed one of the most unhealthy things that happens in relationships all the time. When a kid, and again, a kid's not mature enough. When they have that kind of power over you, they're not mature enough to handle that the right way. They'll use it. They'll abuse it. They'll do whatever they need to get what they want. And what is scary and hard is when a kid's insecure themselves and they have a parent who's insecure, they'll actually feel some... Hatred's a strong word, but they'll despise the fact that you and I are off. And so they'll actually, instead of trying to help it, they'll they'll attack it mm. and they'll test it. And they'll do things to like, look, I knew you were off. And they'll actually, I've seen this a lot of times, to say, say I'm not sure about my faith, but then I'm trying to get them to have strong faith. Well, they'll come right back at me. And you know why? It's because they're insecure and they want me to finally figure it out. Kids love clear boundaries. They love them. And so they press them, they push them. And this particular topic of, of our relationship and balance with God is they can see right through it when we doubt it, when we're not sure about it. And I see a lot of parents who need their kids and want their kids to be faithful. And they're not, you know, they don't live and act in a way that they show they trust God. And yet they want their kid to do it. Hmm. And the kid sees right through it. So here's a tip. Don't don't make the mistake a lot of us make of thinking you have to have perfect connection with God. Just be real open and communicate about the hot mess that you are when it comes to your connection with God. And then the kid will trust you. The kid's like, well, you don't trust God. You can say, yeah, sometimes I don't, but I'm going to keep trying. Yes. You know, how's a kid going to argue with that? <laughs> If we would just name that truth, whether it's about God or the fear that you spoke of that comes up when we just stop and say, you know what, I'm feeling fearful for this. I'm sorry. That's mine. Right. It melts away the wall that gets put up between the two of you and then kind of just unhooks any any stuff that's going to get in the way of them being able to connect, make their own connections with God. A question I'd ask a parent right now is when it comes to your conversations and your feelings with your child around religion, how safe and heard do they feel when it comes up in your house? And if you can ask your kid that, then they may tell you, but that's, that's where you want to get is, especially around this topic is a child needs to feel safe and heard wherever they're at wherever they're at on their relationship with God in order for you to be able to have any kind of effective interaction with them on this topic. Yeah, because, I mean, I can think of, there's been, so like I say, there's been so many, I have chasing, I was taught to chase. My sisters and I will laugh about this. We all chase, right? So we're aware of it and we're working on it and everything. But I, there was a moment a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting around the dinner table and we were, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, my husband is works with youth right now in our church and he he just posed a question to us because it had been on his mind because he'd had a lot of kids coming and talking to him about is God real Mm -hmm. 
right? And these are college age kids going to church and they're struggling. Hey, is he really real? And so he just posed that question to us. How do you know he's real? And one of my kids, um, he just said, I mean, he didn't go first immediately. He's my, my one that talks less than some of the others. And he just said, I don't know. I don't know if he is or not, you know, and, and we didn't hurry and switch off of it, but we didn't like dive into it. But I felt like it was one of those moments as a parent that I felt so grateful that he could just say it out loud and nobody freaked out. Nobody made it mean anything like, oh no, something's gone wrong. But the fact he could just voice that and there was a space for that, I felt like so, so good about that. (laughs) Man, if parents can learn to just bite their tongue in the moments where a kid's honest and raw, they'll get so much more from their kid. Yeah. And some of you, if you bit your tongue right now, your kid would be like, are you okay? (laughs) Are you having a stroke or something? Because you're not saying anything and you always do. And if you can just say, no, I just want to hear you. I just want to be with you on this. I'm glad you shared. And on this topic, we, this is something we'll share multiple times, but whenever a kid's sharing something with you, if you really want to have an open space where a kid will share, just do this. Ask them a question about something, listen, and when they get done, say, tell me more. And then listen again. And say, tell me more again until they say, that's it. That's all. That's it around the subject. And then say, thank you for sharing and be done. Yeah. Any parent who pulls that off is now a miracle worker and your kid will just love it. They'll want to talk to you. If you just listen, say, tell me more. And when they're done, say, thank you for sharing. Yeah. And there's going to be a part of you that you are going to have to bite your tongue. Because oh. me at the table, there I, I felt like there were two halves of me. The part that was totally lots of grace and space. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> and then the other part, I had to bite and yeah. be like, ooh, I want to dig into that. Ooh, I want to, you know. fix. I want to help. I'm worried. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but only, I could only hold that space, which would lead into the other part you were wanting to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I can only hold that space as I'm connected and trusting God. That's right. And that's what we'll get into now is for you personally, there's a couple of questions I ask people to help them, you know, s- something to consider. It, we can't have faith in God unless we understand his true nature. Yes. So be very careful about all your thinking errors around God's nature, what kind of person he is. All of us will naturally put our own parents as an overlay of God, just without thinking. That's just that's one of the sacred responsibilities of being a parent. We model God. And we don't, whether we know it or not, that's what we're doing. So whatever, however our kids experience us, that becomes an overlay to God. And some of us put a whole bunch of layers there that they have to dig through to actually see God. Mm-hmm. And some of us, the veil is very thin. We try, When we do things the right way, they see God and we're just a veil that they can actually see through to God. And that's where we want to get. So what will make us more of a veil that we can, that our kids can see God through versus layers and layers of cement walls where they wonder if God even exists is us being very careful about our thinking errors around God's nature. What our that, own lens our that we're looking own at God lens, through. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, we were talking earlier before the podcast about some of the, all of us worry about finances at some point. It's something we struggle through. And 
if we if we make the math equation that if I'm righteous, I'll always have perfect finances and I'll have money in the bank and all that, and God will bless me because that's how God works, I might get confused. When I understand that God is absolutely involved in my finances, but he may also use my finances to help me be humble and teach me and all that, then it's, then I have some, I can push aside the thinking errors that may get in the way of that. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one tip for an individual that's trying to reconnect with God or feel close to him. Um, what have you found as a mom and a wife that's helped you stay balanced with your personal relationship with God, making it independent, you know, from your husband and your kids what practices or what things have helped you have that individual relationship with him stay strong? Oh gosh. Yeah. First was coming to the realization of how I see the lens I see God through, mm-hmm. which did we talk about that on another podcast? I don't know. I don't remember if we did or not. Um, but you know, my dad died. My, I have four younger sisters and my dad died. I'm the oldest. I was 17, just turned 18 when he, when he died of cancer, he was 42 and then well, 44 when he actually died. But my sisters and I learned dads leave. Even when they don't want to, they leave. They want to be interested in your life because my dad was a sweetheart, right? He was never made us feel anything less than amazing as his as his daughters. And so we learned dads leave even when they don't want to. And you better make sure that you take control of things because you got to survive. And then I learned some things from my mom, right? And then I put all of those things on God. Once I was able to look at those thinking error and those lies that things that I was putting on God, that was the game changer right there and understanding how he really feels about me. Beyond that, once that happened, I felt like that was like a, a turning point in my, it was kind of the melting away when I could really see myself as his daughter and how crazy he is about each of us. Um, even having some pretty powerful moments with him, the world is loud and, and confusing and noisy. And so it's when I get in his word And then I always use my imagination a little bit to help me connect with him. I have to be connected with him or I cannot find that space to be still or do the things like you're talking about for my husband and for my children. And I'll go on a walk um, behind my house and I will have conversations. That is the most, that is sacred ground out there for me because I will walk. Sometimes I will sing. I'm not the greatest singer, but there is something powerful that happens to us that we're showing God. I want to praise you. I'm going to sing even if I'm not the greatest singer. And something shifts in your heart. Or and then I'll have conversations out loud with, with him. Um, and sometimes I'll even picture the Savior walking next to me. Like I need a brother. I need a brother that's going to walk with me and I'll cry and I'll be angry or I'll be worried or whatever. And that real relationship and making him real and having him teach me who he really is and who I am to him on a regular basis is my lifeline. Yeah. A few of the things that I have found is, is one, just keep going. I found that whenever I keep going, no matter how hard it is, I always end up running into him again. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, what's cool about him though, too, is even when we give up, we run into him too. Like he never is not reaching. He's always there. Whether you give up or you keep going, he's there. The difference is I found when I don't give up is my capacity grows a ton when I don't give up. Mercy catches me. When I give up, but justice 
justifies me and strengthens me when I don't give up. I think sometimes it's, so is it bad to give up? Is it good to keep going? No, it's just they have different results, but they both involve God. He's always there. So if you're a parent and you're trying to figure this stuff out, everything that we hopefully have shared today will help you do two things. One, rebalance your focus with God. The little triangle that we use to help someone understand God is, we say uh, on our triangle, it's pray, pray, listen, act. That's the tip we give the young adults we work with, right? And I think we both have alluded to that, that talk to God, pray. Let Prayer is when your will aligns with His. That's the purpose of prayer. And there's all these blessings He has for us that we just need to ask. So do that. Then listen. Um, I love the analogy of sometimes our prayers sound like a drive through order at McDonald's. <laughs> we're, we're not actually asking. We're just telling what we want. And then we move on. We drive away. And I think sometimes we drive away without even getting the, the order delivered to the car. It's just say the order and then walk off. And there's, we hold still, listen. And then whatever he tells you, act on it, no matter how scary it is or off it is. And you'll see the results of that. And that's what we teach the young adults that we work with is those things. Um, we hope today has been useful as you try to balance your relationship with God yourself and then to create a space where your kid can balance their relationship with God. I'm going to finish by sharing something that's very sacred to me that my wife and I decided was um, we have two mottos or goals that we have as parents. One of them everybody already knows, and that's raise your kids so you don't have to raise your grandkids. That's my wife and I's motto as parents, and that's what guides us. The other one is we have as parents, our purpose as parents is to connect our children with their God. Yeah. And we worded it that way on purpose. We didn't want to connect our children with our God. No, even though it's the same God, we want to connect our children with their God. Yeah, pointing them to their true, their real father. That's right. Yep. We cannot and will never be able to be the in-between between them and God. That's Christ's role. He is the mediator, not us. He is also, and this is another thing I need to add, he is also the only martyr. And we cannot play the role of martyrs as parents and use that. And when we do that, we hold that over a kid's head. I brought you into this world. I raised you. I gave you everything. Don't ever, don't do that. Like that is, you cannot be a martyr because there's only one. And let him play his role. Trust that he will. And sit back, sit back and watch. I over, over a decade of teaching religion courses to young adults and teenagers, I can't tell you how many times when I sat back and when I exposed these kids to truth, let them experience it, and then sat back and watched, it never failed that God didn't reach down and touch these kids. And then they'd come tell me about it. And luckily I was smart enough to go, okay, that wasn't me. That was God. That was the Savior. That was the atonement. That was the Holy Ghost in these kids' life. And that's what creates conversion. And for us to recognize and praise God to see his role in that. That's right. Yeah. And man, is he grateful when we're willing to do that. There's so much he wants to do for us. And sadly, we'll get in the way of what he can do for others sometimes. But it's our job, it's our job to just show him truth. Let him be with it and move on. So good luck as you spend time balancing your relationship with God and creating a space where your child can do your own. And remember with this, faith rules, not fear. 
Replace your fear with faith, especially in this thing, and you'll get the results that you want. So just keep doing a great job as a parent and as a person, and you will see the results that you want. Thank you.